Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. Hi, I'm Alexa Sharma. My family and I have been with Adventist Frontier Missions since 2010 and have lived in both India and North Africa. I have two kids, Gladys A. and Hudson T. Have you ever wondered what it's like to be a missionary kid? Well, you're about to find out. Listen up for today's adventure with Gladys and Hudson. The Adventures of Gladys and Hudson Our first adventure is titled The Bullies It was a sunny day, as usual, and the olive trees had just been pruned. Gladys and Hudson were making a fort from the branches. Darzween, they heard someone say. Nice house. Gladys and Hudson turned around. There stood Raja's grandpa. The kids grinned at their former enemy. Ever since she and Hudson won over Raja's grandpa with kindness, he had been their friend. Sometimes he even greeted Gladys's doll, Anna. How are you, little girl? He would ask. Kidaira. Raja's grandpa walked over and inspected their olive branch house. He announced he would buy it and move in right away. <laughs> the kids laughed. Just then, Gladys heard the call to prayer. Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar Allahu Akbar The imam sang over a loudspeaker It was the Muslim call to prayer In a few minutes all the men in the neighborhood would meet at the mosque Gladys and Hudson knew the imam, or Muslim spiritual leader. Sometimes they peeked in the mosque as he led the prayers. The men would bow, kneel, and do other special motions. Women did these motions too, in their homes. Sometimes, when out visiting with their mom, Gladys saw her mom's friends do them. Raja's grandpa slung his folded prayer mat over his shoulder and turned toward the mosque. Gladys was glad she and Hudson hadn't give up on the grumpy old man. Now he was their friend. Just then, Jonah walked by. He lived on the other side of Gladys and Hudson, and he used to play with them. But now he was the one being grumpy. Jonah bent down and picked up a handful of rocks. He threw them at the fort. Gladys felt her face grow hot with anger. But Jonah walked away. <laughs> A while later, he returned with some other neighborhood kids. Hudson tried to challenge the boys to a racing game, but nobody wanted to play. Go back to America, one of the children shouted. Another child picked up some pebbles and threw them at Gladys's feet. They stung as they hit her shins. Go on, said another, we don't like you. 
Go away. Go back to America. Gladys thought she would explode. She sputtered out a few words in the local language, grabbed Hudson's hand, and dragged him inside the house. It's not fair, she told her mom. We share our toys. We're nice. What more do they want? Gladys's mom sat down with Hudson and Gladys. When they told her what had happened, she sighed. I'm sorry you had to hear those words, mom said. Unfortunately, those are words that many immigrant people around the world hear, and I hope that you never say words like that. But you know what? It's not up to those kids whether or not you live here. That's between us and God. That evening, Gladys lay in her bed. Mustache, her black and white cat, sprawled out on her tummy. His purring comforted her. She strained her ears to listen. Mom and Dad were talking. This is getting ridiculous, Mom said. They can't even step outside without being harassed. Some of the kids even climbed our courtyard wall to throw rocks at them. Gladys and Hudson are having nightmares. Should we just move? Maybe, Dad said. Well, let's pray for wisdom. God will show us what to do. For the next several weeks, Gladys felt like a prisoner in her house. She couldn't go to the cracked earth yard she shared with her neighbors without one of her parents. Once, when her mom went to answer the phone, Jonah even pushed her into a thorn bush. Why are they acting like this? Gladys asked her dad one day, as they worked together folding laundry. They used to be our friends. Well, they may be upset with us, Dad said. Remember that a couple of months ago they were doing some dangerous things? Well, I talked to their parents about it. The kids might not realize those things could seriously hurt them or others. They don't like that they got into trouble, but it's better that their parents know so they can guide them. But we only told you because we were scared for them. Mom even tried to teach them to make crafts. She knew they were bored because dumb COVID made the school shut down. Gladys's dad nodded sympathetically. Like a lot of kids around the world, Gladys felt annoyed by the way the COVID-19 virus had changed things. Mom tried to give the kids something fun to do instead of that other stuff. And we tried to play fun things. Gladys picked up a cotton mask and folded it in half. I know, Gladys. We've all done our best to be nice to Jonah and the others. Are they ever going to be nice back? I don't know, Dad admitted. For now, it's important that you only go outside with an adult. If we need to, we'll move to a different village. But we'll keep praying and being kind. Let's wait and see what God will do. Gladys nodded, but let out a big huff, too. She would rather just do what the kids said and go home to America. Then she could see her grandma and grandpa all the time. But her parents were sharing about God's grace with the Maghrebi people. Her daddy often came home from teaching English with a prayer request for a new person who was asking questions about Jesus. Recently, he'd even had a three-hour conversation with one of them. Besides, missionaries were supposed to have exciting lives. Maybe she could at least wait until something exciting happened. Then Gladys remembered Raja's grandpa. Kindness had changed everything. 
She thought of the elderly woman she bought milk from every evening. Helpfulness had changed everything. But could anything change those bullies? Were kindness and prayers really enough? I think we'll have to listen to another adventure to find out the answer to that question. Boys and girls, do you know of a bully in your neighborhood? Or at school? Why not try to win them over with kindness? It's what Jesus would want you to do. Okay, it's Christmas and Gladys and Hudson have embarked on another adventure. So, would you like to hear another story? Me too. Our bonus adventure for today is called... The The Bicycle. Snip. Snip, snip. Gladys stuck her tongue out and furrowed her brow in concentration. Snip. She set her scissors next to her and pulled open the folded white paper. Nice snowflakes, sis! Hudson exclaimed. Do you like mine? Hudson held up his snowflake. It had just one diamond cut out of each of the six arms. Gladys grinned. Good job, Hudson, she said. Maybe next time you could cut out more shapes before you open it. Don't worry, Dad said. He was cutting snowflakes, too. I'll draw you a pattern for the next one, Hudson. Gladys looked around. In her Moroccan living room, the walls and floors were tiled. There was no couch. Instead, there was a sadari, a kind of soft bench that went all the way around the room. Hard, heavy pillows leaned against the wall on top of the sadari. Gladys and her dad and Hudson sat on the sadari surrounded by nearly a hundred paper snowflakes. Tomorrow was Christmas! Like most kids, Gladys loved Christmas. She loved giving and receiving gifts. She loved hearing the story of Jesus' birth and singing the pretty carols. But Gladys had never spent a Christmas in Morocco. She wasn't sure it would be fun without her grandmas and grandpas. It might feel lonely. (sighs) Gladys sighed. Even though she'd been in Morocco for two years and had spent most of her early years in India, she was really close to her grandparents. And right now, she missed them especially with all the drama there had been with the neighborhood kids lately. Gladys wandered into the kitchen. How are you, girly? Mom asked as she poked the bright orange pumpkin pieces bubbling in a pot. She was going to make pumpkin pie. Okay, Gladys said. I want to go outside. I know, Mom said sympathetically. I want you to, too. But I'm really busy getting ready for tomorrow. And until we figure out those bullies, I need to be there to supervise. Gladys folded her arms. It just wasn't fair. Why are the kids so mean? Especially Jonah. He used to be our friend, but he's awful now. He throws rocks at us and tells us to go back to America. Why? I don't know, Mom admitted, but Daddy and I are praying about it. You pray too and keep trying to be kind. Let's see what God does. Just then, the doorbell rang. Yay! Gladys shouted. The lanes are here! She and Hudson raced to open the door. There stood Ian and Elsa, the Sharma's partners with AFM. Elsa held four big containers. Christmas cookies! That night, Gladys wiggled under her covers. Mustache, her cat, meowed at her to hold still. 
Gladys tried to think of something other than Christmas. Soon, she was thinking about the jungle. The jungle was actually a house with a big yard and a high wall around it, named by Hudson for its many trees and plants. Gladys's family had gone to see it because it was for rent. Gladys really hoped they would move there, but Mom and Dad wanted to keep praying about it. Please, God, Gladys prayed. I want to move to the jungle. Could that be my Christmas present? Then Gladys remembered Jesus' words, Pray for your enemies. Um, God, um, please help Jonah. He's just like the Jonah in the Bible, running away from doing what's right. Mom even tried to talk to him about forgiveness, but he just hates me in Hudson. And that makes me mad because we didn't do anything. Help me not to hate him back. And you know what, God? Sometimes I wish we were back in America with my grandparents. I hope that's okay. Amen. Gladys felt better after telling God everything. Soon, she fell asleep. The next morning, Gladys woke up early and sprang out of bed. Christmas! She ran downstairs to see their tiny potted Christmas tree. Next to it, on the floor, sat two giant pillows. One pink and one blue. Hudson was already cuddled up on his pillow, wrapped in a new blanket, drawing on a new, old-fashioned chalkboard. A fruit leather sent by their grandparents hung out of his mouth like a tongue. <laughs> Gladys laughed and ran to jump on her pillow. Soon everyone was there, exchanging gifts, laughing and talking. After a yummy breakfast and fun family worship, Mom suggested they go outside to play. I'm going to share some of our fudge and the Lane's cookies with Jonah's family, she said. Let's go. Gladys and Hudson ran outside and climbed into their favorite olive tree while their mother took the cookies to Jonah's mother. Mom was gone for a long time, but when she came back, she was grinning and pushing a bicycle. What's that? Hudson called from his perch in the tree. It's Jonah's bicycle, Mom said. I asked his mother if there was anything we could do to help them. Jonah's daddy hasn't been able to work because of COVID and they're struggling. At first she said no, but later she mentioned Jonah's bike was broken and they didn't have the money to fix it. He has to walk a long way to school every day. Since your daddy cycles, I'm sure we can fix it. What do you think? Shall we try to bless those that curse us? Okay, Gladys said. We can try. She and Hudson jumped out of the tree. Kindness had changed the way a lot of Maghrebi people treated her. The grumpy old man, the milk lady... But the neighborhood kids were so mean. Even grown-up Maghrebi people said that hitting was just part of a Maghrebi childhood. They said bullying was common too. Gladys sighed. <sighs> Wouldn't it be nice if God gave her the jungle for Christmas? Several days later, the bicycle was working again. Gladys and Hudson ran outside, and their dad followed them, wheeling the fixed bike. Gladys watched as he presented it to Jonah. For a moment, Jonah just stared at the bike. Gladys thought he might cry. 
But then a grin slowly spread over his face. He looked up at their dad. Shukran, he said. Thank you. Then Jonah turned to Gladys and Hudson. You want to turn on my new bike? Gladys froze. Was Jonah being nice? It couldn't be. Hudson was frozen too. Then he looked at Dad. Dad nodded the okay and Hudson ran over to ride Jonah's bike. For the rest of the afternoon, the three children played, first sharing bicycles, then playing soccer. Gladys wasn't too sure this would last though. She kept waiting for Jonah to get mean again, but he didn't. Over the coming months, first Jonah and slowly a few of the other kids began to show more respect to Gladys and Hudson. Later that week, Gladys, Hudson, and their mom went to visit Jonah's family. They sat on their small sadari, and Jonah's mother brought hot Maghrebi mint tea, pouring it into the cups from high up in the air. Then Jonah turned on a cartoon translated into Arabic. The Sharmas didn't really watch TV, but if the cartoon wasn't violent, sometimes their mom said they could watch when they were out visiting. It's your Arabic class, mom said with a grin. Yes, they could watch. In the meantime, Gladys's mom sat with Jonah's mom, teaching her how to make a rug out of old clothing. Gladys settled in to watch cartoons. She laughed to herself. <laughs> she'd seen more Arabic cartoons than she'd seen English ones. After some time, Gladys glanced over and saw the rag rug getting bigger and more colorful. Then she heard her mother talk with Jonah's mother about the story of Joseph in the Bible. Jonah turned away from the TV and talked excitedly about Joseph. Though they didn't know every detail of the Joseph story, Jonah's family knew the names of several Bible heroes because their prophet wrote about them in the Quran. The next day at breakfast, mom and dad said they had an important question for Gladys and Hudson. We can't promise the kids around here will always be nice, mom said. They might be moody and they might sometimes hit because that's how it is in their homes. They don't know any other way, yet. But see what our kindness did? We aren't perfect, but we showed Jonah what it's like to forgive and to be kind to those who hurt us. We know you kids like the jungle, Dad said, but now that you've seen what a little kindness and a lot of prayers can do, are you willing to stay here a little longer instead of moving? Hudson said yes and shoved another spoonful of oatmeal in his mouth. But Gladys hesitated. Gladys wasn't sure Jonah would stay nice, and not all of the neighborhood kids were kind to her and Hudson. But maybe God was doing something in their neighborhood, not just through Gladys's parents, but through her and Hudson too. Maybe her Christmas present wasn't the jungle, but the peace to stay right here. Gladys took a deep breath. Okay, she said, let's try. A little kindness, a lot of prayer. Like Gladys and Hudson, let's try. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. To hear more exciting stories from the front lines of missions, subscribe to this podcast from your favorite podcast provider. Just search for Frontier Missions Journal. You can also listen to these same stories on our website, afmonline.org resources. 
Join us again next time. God bless.